Welcome to Happy, Healthy, and Zen, a podcast where we'll explore how to feel present and calm in Paris. I will be sharing the lessons I've learned and the inspiring conversations with health advocates, educators, and local Parisians. Please join me and let's find out together. In this first episode, my guest is Barry Patterson. I met Barry a few months ago at a workshop and I became very interested in his work. Barry teaches dads how to be present and involved in their daughter's lives so that they can grow up feeling more confident and resilient in this complex world we're living in. I feel that this conversation is not only for dads, but for all of us parents working and living in Paris. Thank you so much, Barry, for being with us today. I'm curious what inspired you to start Dads Growing Daughters. Oh, first off, thank you, Tanya. I, I really appreciate you in inviting me onto your podcast, and I'm excited to be here and looking forward to the conversation. The inspiration behind uh, Dads Growing Daughters, it goes back to when my oldest daughter, who is now 13, was three, and my youngest daughter was one. And I had been traveling. I'd been gone for 18 days. I was realized I'm getting to my, know my daughters over FaceTime. And I was actually in traveling for work. I was in Switzerland and Austria and the UK and Australia. And by the time I got home, I was really wiped out from the trip. And then I'm like, oh, wow, my daughters are growing up. You know, they grow so fast when they're young or the whole time. I said, something's got to change. I made a commitment then to, okay, I have to find a way to be home. Because when, when I was growing up, I, I didn't know my dad. He, my parents got divorced when I was young and he was never there anyway. My mom married my stepdad and he wasn't as involved in our lives. I just made a decision. It's like, I'm going to be involved in my daughter's lives. And it just started growing from there. But that was really the the catalyst. Thank you for sharing. And I think it's so important to capture that moment when we get that sense of something has to change, right? Because that's what yeah. triggers us to go in a new direction. And I feel usually there's a window of opportunity when we feel that and we take action. And when we feel that and we get again distracted because life happens so fast. So it's very inspiring to hear that you felt that and you went for it. So what's, what was the, the next step to that feeling? That's a great question. It, uh, it just started evolving. I grew up, I had three older brothers and all, so it was all boys in the house. Okay. I have two daughters. What, what do I do? <laughs> and so I just started talking to other dads. I started reading voraciously. I mean, everything I could read. This was before, you know, you could Google anything and see a YouTube channel on anything that you want. And so it was reading a lot of books and finding contradictions, you know, in different books and also realizing that most of them were not oriented towards dads with daughters. They were oriented, you know, towards general parenting or a lot of dads with sons or moms raising sons and daughters, but there wasn't a whole lot out there for dads 
and daughters. And so over time, I just started accumulating information. And then I would be talking to my friends more and, you know, other dads with daughters. And that just started growing from there to the point where I was actually on a a men's hike uh, for four days in the woods, hiking, some pretty strenuous hiking. And by the end of it, several of them were saying, you should be teaching classes. You know, you should be leading a class for dads with daughters. And then that was about four and a half years ago now. And so I did. I started leading a class, evening classes for dads with daughters. And that's kind of the evolution of the last, uh, I guess, 10 years now. That's amazing. And, and when you look back to that moment when you said, you know, I have to be there for my daughters, I have to make a change. And I'm thinking of the people, the dads that feel like that right now, right? In, we're living in a, such a complex time. There's so many things that we need to think about. How do you start building that deeper sense of connection? And how do you start that conversation, that new conversation with your daughters? Uh, that's a great question. Dads with daughters that would take my classes would be anywhere from they have a daughter on the way or a newborn to dads with daughters who had already left home. And they might be coming back from college during the summer. There was one dad in particular, his daughter was coming back and he felt like he hadn't taken advantage of the time he had when she was home. And so the the first thing that I, I recommend is talk to your daughter and listen, you know, what's she doing? What are her interests? And if she's a lot younger, right? If, if she's two, three, four, five, six, then then just spend time playing with her. The number one thing is time, is spending focused time with her. And so listen and engage, ask questions and listen for the answers, because I know it can be hard as a dad for, uh, well, speaking for myself and a lot of the dads that I've worked with, that listening means you don't, also means you don't have to problem solve, right? With it just truly listening, I'll be listening to my daughter and, and she'll say something. And my brain immediately goes into problem solving mode. And I'm like, okay, how do I fix this? It's like, no. <laughs> and so I get to the point now with my, my oldest daughter where I'll just say, do you just want to talk? Do you just want me to listen? Or is this something that I need to, a problem I need to solve? And most of the time it's, she's like, I just need you to listen. And so for, for dads that are just getting started, spending more time with their daughters, I would say, you know, listen and ask questions about their life, their lives. What are they doing? You know, and now, especially it's, it's perfect time because we have more time with our daughters. So sit down and listen, I think is the, it's kind of a long-winded answer to your question of, yet yeah, spend time with your daughter and listen to her yeah and I, i i think that's that's you know good reminder for me as well <laughs> as a mom i i go into problem solving a lot and or into coaching mode now i ask my daughter like do you want to be coached on this or do you want just to me to listen and i think 99 percent of the times is i just 
want you to listen or maybe a hundred percent of the time is I just want you to sit and listen while I process what's going on in my mind. So I think that's that's very helpful for all of us parents to think about. My follow-up question to that, something that is coming to my mind as I hear you say this, because you know how the day can fly by. Do you recommend dads booking a particular time of the day to talk to their daughters? Because I know like if you leave it to chance, waiting for the perfect moment, it's likely that other things will catch your attention. So how, how do you create that space? Oh, great, great question. For me, you know, I, I work a lot. I'm a working dad. I have to book time in the calendar. Ideally, I can spend a little time with them in the morning before school. And there's actually research out there that if you spend quality time together with your daughters, and this probably goes for any children, but I know it's, it's for daughters in the morning and you just spend some time together and you give them a hug. The importance of touch is huge for daughters because they feel secure. And so spend some time talking about, hey, what's your day look like? Here's what my day looks like. Some dads aren't comfortable giving hugs at all. So for dads like that, I say, okay, give a side hug. Walk up beside them and just hold their shoulder. Or other dads will do some, you know, cool handshake. Yes, you have to book the time. If everybody's at home during COVID-19, maybe you could have lunch together. Or maybe it's after work. Especially if it's after work, then I say take a minute and prime yourself before you engage with her set your intention, you know, take a deep breath because if it's me and like, if I just came out of three hours of back-to-back meetings, my brain is elsewhere. So take a minute, take a deep breath, reset and say, okay, what is my intention here? You know, I want my daughter to feel that I care about her. I love her. Um, I want her to know, I want to find out how her day was. And so Yes, schedule it and stick to the schedule. Even if it's a small amount of time, like in the morning, say it's only 10 minutes, prime yourself before connecting with her if possible and, and set the intention. You know, it's, hey, I want, I want to give my daughter a big smile. Smiles are huge, right? If you put together, you're focused on her, you're listening, you smile and you give her a hug, then, then half of it is already, you know, that, uh, more solid relationship is happening in that moment. Excellent. I yeah, that's very helpful again for all of us parents. <laughs> uh, I, I know the transitions is is hard, and I I think this is an important point as many of us are still working from home. How to separate right? Like the it's it's very hard to just close the computer and go to the next thing. So it's a great reminder to make sure that there is that time on the calendar and that it's intentional. I think that part of the intention, it's huge to just take a breath and transition. You know, the other thing that it makes me think about that we have uh, discussed before is this idea of the little increments, right? Like the five minutes in the morning, the five, 10 minutes in the afternoon, the smile that it's like a compound effect that will add up over time. 
It, it really does. And, and just, you know, because what they remember is, is the little moments, you know, you can buy them things and, you know, go on wonderful vacations and then, but ask them, you know, what do they remember? And it'll be things that you're very surprised about. And one thing I wanted to add too about, about the time with your daughter is it's really good if you can incorporate movement. And if you're like, if you're doing an activity together, it's, you know, at the end of the day, maybe you're at a place where you can both go for a walk. And then that helps both of your minds because all of a sudden there's a lot of external stimuli going on and that helps focus our minds, right? Because we need a lot of that stimulation, external stimulation to let go of some tension. Cause like if you've had a long day and you're a little bit stressed or your daughter is, and then you're both just sitting there, <laughs> you know, there can be, it's, there can be some tension that is built up and, you know, get it out of the body through movement. And so go for a walk together and just have a casual conversation or make dinner together. So you're both doing something and you're moving and that helps free up the conversation. And you'll be surprised your daughter will usually talk more during those times. Excellent suggestion. Uh, and reminder as well. And this is a great follow-up or transition to learn more about your chores and habit program. I know you ha you have a very interesting program that developed for that to take a more structured approach. Can you describe a little bit more uh, about that specific program you have developed? Oh, sure. Yeah, I keep thinking I need to come up with a better name right? If you just say habit and chore system, it's like, oh, <laughs> so, so I, I need to come up with a better name. It came from me. I don't know how many times in an evening I would have to say, have you brushed your teeth yet? Have you brushed your teeth yet? No, you need to brush your teeth. And it's like, why do I have to say that five times? You know, and it's just, this is nuts. And, and just, you know, there are all kinds of those things, those things, right? And so it's, have you brushed your teeth yet? Have you brushed your teeth yet? And are you ready for school? <laughs> Whatever it is. And so you take that with, I work in software. I'm a product manager for a software company and we use something called Scrum. It's a system of organization where you do certain tasks, right? And so just imagine you have a, a whiteboard or a chalkboard or anything in front of you. You make three columns. First column is to-dos. And you just like, in, in Scrum, if we were doing it without a computer, you'd have a little sticky note for each task that you had to do. And, and you know, if it's, we'll put it in, in, a, in the terms that it is in the habit and chore system. And so one of the stickies would be brush teeth. <laughs> Right. And so uh, brush teeth, um, get ready for school, tidy up room. Like those are three that are on my daughters in the morning and they're in the to do column. And then so rather than me having to go, have you brushed your teeth yet? Have you brushed your teeth yet? I'll just say, have you done your scrum board? And so now it, it's the whole concept of systems over goals. Where can you put a system in place? that allows a lot of goals or tasks to happen. Now it's just, okay, have you brushed your teeth yet? She goes over and if it's, it did start with stickies on a, on a poster board originally, and then she would move it to 
to do, doing, and done. It's like, okay, I'm going to brush my teeth. And she'd move it to the do, doing column. And then she'd go brush her teeth. And then she'd come back. It's like, oh, got to tidy up my room. And then she would go and tidy up her room and then move that sticky, right? And then to do, and then doing, and then done. As it's evolved with my daughters, now it's just a to do and done column. And so, oh, to do, and then just move it when it's done. And so we've incorporated into the, the habit and chore system a lot of different things. But that's really the essence of it is putting systems in place instead of goals. And so how do you make the system work? And then all these other sub goals are accomplished. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does make sense. And I'm, I'm very curious about, you know, putting it into place. One of the things I, I wanted to ask you just to reemphasize the importance, because many of us are very goal-oriented, like this difference between goals and systems, why it's important for that to really understand this difference. Yeah, right. right. And it, it, um, it helps because if you just think about anything in, in uh, you, you know, your day-to-day life where things that we take for granted, Tanya, we've talked about uh, James Clear's work, right? And atomic habits. And so it's the habit and chore system is really, if you look at um, systems and goals and just think about it as habit stacking, right? You can think of the goal like, okay, I have these, you know, five really simple goals or tasks like brush your teeth, (laughs) you know, brush your hair, get ready for school, eat breakfast, tidy up your room. And as a dad, we want our daughters to develop good habits, right? And so if you stack these habits together and the way you stack them is like on the scrum board, then it's easier for both of you. And what it also does for your daughter is it gives them a sense of control, right? Okay, they can do these things. And it improves your relationship because then you're not constantly on them about it, about getting those things done. Or you don't just like, oh, I you know have to leave early for work and you wonder if they got done, right? Especially if your wife works as well or you're both busy, then you know it works really well in the home because you can both ask about it. And so you can incorporate, that's a lot of the reason for the habit and chore system is putting a system in place that covers so many of the things that you want to cover. And, and there's all these external benefits or long-term benefits. There's a lot of research around uh, children that grow up doing chores are more successful later in life and they have better relationships. And there's all these crazy studies out there. And you start going, well, why? And it's because they start taking responsibility for all these little things that they may not want to do. Like say you have, as part of your habit and chore system, uh, take out the trash, right? Or we also have things on Saturdays where, okay, one of the girls cleans their bathroom and the other one vacuums the upstairs and then those alternate. And so all of that's on their, on their, uh, in their habit and chore system. And so you don't, as a parent, you don't have to be thinking about or nagging them or trying to figure all this out. It just, you put it in the system and then you can, through the habit stacking, right? The system takes care of itself and you just focus on the system. You know, 
have you done your scrum board yet? There's one question that um, can answer a half a dozen things that you want your daughters to do. Thank you. And that, that was going to be my next question, like you already answered, but I think it's, you know, to reemphasize the importance of this is like, why, why this is important, why it's important to build this now for later in life, right? Like the more that you learn also how to do things that you don't necessarily want to do, you know, there are many other things that I'm sure they could choose instead of vacuuming, but learning to build that habit it's important for them now as they develop their personalities and as they grow up and it's it's good later in time when they're faced with the you know life after school uh, when they enter the workforce like all these things systems in place are are so important and you know i i've seen that with my daughter i've been journaling because that's good for that is really good for it to clear my mind. And my daughter started journaling like a hundred and something days ago. And going through that process was very interesting because it, it was hard at the beginning to, you know, have that daily routine of writing. And but she kept up with it. And now it's built even time for us to connect. Like I journal, she journals, and it's it's things that I didn't expect when we started this sort of building this habit. So there are many side <laughs> effects that are very beneficial for the whole family, not only for the kid or the, you know, the individual parent. I think it's the whole family benefits from having a system just makes the home. We're all doing teamwork together to be more efficient in, in what we're doing. And have easier time coping with all the intensity that we already have around. Yeah, there. That's there's several really important things that you said in there, and and if you look at okay, you it was hard at first, but you stuck with it with her, and then and then now what's happening? You're both and you're both doing something together. You're not talking, but you're both together, and you're doing something, and so that is that connection. Right. And so it doesn't matter that you're not talking because you're both doing something together. Right. So it was hard at first. You, you got it going and now it's becoming a habit. And and so and then what you said at the end there about how later in life, because some people go, oh, really, how can doing chores help somebody later in life? Well, if you think about it, someone who hasn't had to do it and then their partner all of a sudden they expect their partner to do everything <laughs> to take out the trash to all the little stuff because they never learned how to do it and and all of a sudden you go oh that does make sense and you start looking at how these little things can compound over time and so how it improves relationships and so what we started on earlier you really just you just nailed it with you know, the two of you are spending time together and journaling. And that's something that will benefit her the rest of her life. And it's going to benefit your relationship with her. That's great. Thank you. And in, and this brings me to, to another important point that I wanted to make that, you know, you as you mentioned that you use this Chrome board at the office, right, for, for your work at the office. And 
like the relevance of someone in primary school, in middle school, in high school, learning how to do this before going to university. I know I could have <laughs> used some of these tools. I spent so many years in school and I feel, you know, this time management and chore management and habit building skills that I learned much later in, in life, I, I can see the benefit of starting early, right? And, yeah. and as, as you have mentioned, it, it doesn't matter when you start. Right. For those who, who already have more grown-up daughters, you can always start the conversation. Right. Very, very well. And it's but... never too late. Uh, so, so that's another thing that, you know, you can always take the first step. That's my, uh, you know, I think an important message for all of us. Like you, and, and I think that's what I find fascinating, fascinating, even with my habits. Like you can always choose to explore something and stay enough with it to see if it's beneficial, not quitting the first week because you feel, oh, this didn't help. So I think there's that important period of time to test and explore, see if that um, resonates. You're, you're, you're exactly right. And when you were just saying that, it reminded me of in the early days, uh, this is for dads and moms, right? It's, it's going to be hard and because it is creating a new habit. But like you said, it is something that I could have used this in college too, right? I w it would help me a lot. And so in the early days of when you're doing it, the resistance is going to come up. Tanya, like you and I have talked about, the resistance is going to come up and it's going to be hard. And I love the phrase, be a smiling brick wall. It's, it's oh, I don't want to do this or oh, blah, 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 you know, <laughs> and you just <laughs> smile and say, okay, that's good. Do it. <laughs> you know, and just, so be a smiling brick wall. And one thing I will say is over time as, let me get hit, I guess, a couple stages of, of development. As you're, when your daughters are younger, they just want to imitate mom and dad. So they'll just, they'll do it for fun, you know, because they just want to spend time with you and they'll imitate us. They'll mimic us. You know, it's like, oh, you got to sweep the floor. Well, they'll have their little broom, right? Because it's fun for them. So if they're, if they're really young, just get it going that way, right? Have them copying mom and dad. But as they grow older, especially in their teen years, if you're starting a little later, you know, it doesn't matter. You just have to start. Like you just said, the importance of starting, you might find the resistance is a little stronger, right? Because she's older. But if she is there, one thing that it's only been recently that we've changed the system a little, and I go into this in the whole habit and chore system and all the different options, is you create, like, say you're starting this and your daughter's 13 years old. Then what you do is you give her choice in helping put it together. It's like, okay, here are the seven things you need to do every day. What are three that you want to put on this board at first? And so you give her choice there. And then what we've also started doing is we've tied an allowance to it. And this is only recently. And so it's like they get their, a, whatever their age is, a week. 
but it's broken down to the morning and evening, their boards, if they got them done. And that's how it's broken down. And then their extra chores during the week. And what you said a minute ago too is really important is um, some things like when we finish dinner, everybody helps clean the kitchen. That's not on the scrum board, right? That's part of, hey, you know, we, we all have to keep the house clean. <laughs> and so, but then the things that are on their scrum board and then the extra things, it's like we have tied that to an allowance and go back through. It's like what was done on these days. And then that determines what their allowance is at the end of the week. And so that's um, that's one way you can do it. You know, and they're all different types of incentives. So you'll find some daughters just so want to do the right thing. They'll just have it done. It's good. It, it is good because my follow-up comment to that was going to be that for families that are already giving an allowance and they might be able to link habits with allowance, I think it's a good stepping stone into financial education, right? Yeah. So you can describe your point of view. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And that's where I've so many dads that I've talked with and just so many parents that if you go back and you ask them, you know, what did they learn growing up? And as an adult, what's one of the most important things in your life is how do you manage finances? I didn't learn anything about that as a child in college, anything. And, and it's just, okay, <laughs> it's basic financial management. We also have, with, with their allowance, tie it to, okay, you're going to tithe 10% of it, and you're going to save 10% of it. And I remember my youngest daughter just going, you're, you're making me give some of my money away? <laughs> and so when they're young, it's, it's uh, harder for them to understand things like that about, oh, that teaches you, you know, psychologically that there is more than enough, right? That you have more than enough. But I mean, you don't, you don't have to do any of that. If, even if it's like they keep all of their money, that's fine. Teach them how to manage it. And, and so I'm already talking to my daughters about index funds. Here, here in the U.S., there's Lowe's and Home Depot, you know, a home improvement store. Pre-COVID, I would go, I would either take them like to Lowe's or Home Depot or maybe Whole Foods or a grocery store or Best Buy for electronics. And I would talk to them about, oh, okay, so if by owning stock, what is stock? It's like, okay, you own, if you own one share of Best Buy, then you own part of this company. And they're like, what? And then, okay, an, an index fund is a group of all these companies. Like maybe it is Best Buy and Whole Foods and Lowe's. And by buying, putting $10 or $100 into an index fund, now you own a little piece of all these companies. And I would say that repeatedly going into these stores about, hey, you know, what do you think? Would you like to own part of this company? And, and then they're like, you know, they're just bewildered at first. But if you just take it really, really easy, right? And so I know I've gotten really complex because there's everything else. But, you know, it's like, oh, we have to pay the power bill. 
we have to pay the water bill and and it's helping them with okay bucket out or uh, you know i started years ago with the dave ramsey system where they're you know you you put your money into different envelopes you know and so i mean that's that's a great way to start with your daughters there with financial management if you're paying them in cash right they can put their money in envelopes or there are a range of different cards out there that you can get for your daughters or for your children that um they're atm cards and you deposit the money in there and then they can start using that so that seems very <laughs> but so yeah i would say just start uh, if you haven't started it start very very simply of okay here's the amount of money and and make sure some of it is not just to spend Yes, that that's that's really good and I'm glad that you brought this up because I think I think it's a very important conversation and we don't speak too much too often about money and, and finances and money management and I think the earlier we can start and I yeah. can you remind us how old are your daughters yeah, now? Yeah, now now they are um my youngest daughter will be 11 on Tuesday and my old and my oh. oldest daughter is 13. Excellent. I think we've had such a good conversation covering so many aspects. And I think to sort of wrap up all these ideas and, you know, inspiration, again, reminding dads out there that it doesn't matter where you, when you start, that just taking the first step forward and it can be tiny and it can be one habit at a time if they don't, if more than that feels overwhelming. But just to know that there are so many, you know, there's a collective community of people thinking about these things and creating this ripple effect on, yes, let's create time to connect. Let's build habits that are going to set systems in place. and. Then the last part of the last question I, I want to ask you is you personally, you're, you know, you're doing a lot <laughs> in your everyday life. So how do you make sure that you take care of yourself? Oh, that's a great question. And for me, it is the early mornings and late evenings. So can you can you tell us a little bit about your early morning routine? Sure. Yeah, I I um I definitely, and, and that's, you know, being a, to be a good parent, right? We have to take care of ourselves, like you just said. And for me, it's, I have to get, I have to eat well and I have to get daily exercise. And so that's the first thing in the morning is I will get up and I had lower back trouble for years and I learned that simple stretches would help me. And so simple stretches led into a, you know, 10 to 20 minute yoga routine. And then it's either walking or running and some weights. And so I'll do that. And I wish I could say um, following that was a consistent meditation routine. Following that is an inconsistent meditation routine. And so, Tanya, that's one of the things I love about your work and that I want to start incorporating is you only need 10 minutes. Yes. Right. 
I, I can still, I'll do the walk. I'll, I'll do the yoga or the, it's funny. I've never taken a yoga class, so I don't know if I'm actually calling it yoga. Well, I've seen some videos, but so I'll get up and do my stretching slash yoga. I'll do the walk. I'll do some weights. And then I need to remind myself, okay, a five minute meditation is better than no meditation. And so that's really for me, uh, the core for my personal health is a consistent morning routine before everyone else is awake. I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, to go back to meditation, I always say start with three minutes, <laughs> not even five, just three. I started with three minutes at the beginning, just three minutes every day. And, you know, in the same way that you do other habits. And I think it's, I think with meditation, the biggest challenge is that resistance, right? right. Like just the idea that, you know, the mind goes so fast, but three minutes or even two minutes, it's doable. And then take it from there. You've, you've inspired me. I'm going to, because I don't, you can't make an excuse for three minutes. <laughs> I agree. I agree. That's, you know, that's how I convinced myself years ago. Uh, and now, you know, doing a longer one feels easy or easier. Not every day feels easy, but it feels like now it's like mm -hmm. brushing my teeth. Like it's, it's, I don't have to fight with myself about it. I just do it. Thank you so much. I don't know if there's anything else that you want to add for parents out there listening to us one closing message and where they can find you oh great yes i have a website it's dadsgrowingdaughters.com tanya thank you very much for having me it's been great to be here and i really enjoy working with you and i guess the one thing i would leave dads with daughters is don't leave it to chance and it doesn't take long for you to be involved with your daughter's life you can do it. A lot of dads just think, oh, I can't. So they avoid it. Yes, you can. You have everything inside of you to be a great leader to your daughter. And it only takes a little time. So just commit to that time every day and you can do it. Even if it's only start with five minutes. It's like meditation. <laughs> you only need three minutes. <laughs> there we go. Only three minutes. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of the weekend. Great. Thank you, Tanya. And I hope you have a good weekend as well. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Tanya Del Rio, and this is Happy, Healthy, and Zen in Paris. In our next episode, we'll discuss one of my favorite topics, running races in Paris. <laughs>